Good morning. This is John Murthy, and you're listening to Power 89.1 FM Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, and we're very happy you tuned in this very rainy morning. Uh, we're just on the edge of uh, spring uh, season here. I'm in the uh, station with uh, our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. My good friend and assistant, David Abood. Good morning. Good to be here, John. And we have a very special guest, as promised, uh, with us this morning. This is Dr. Michael Sang. Uh, Michael, Dr. Michael, actually is a medical doctor, and then he went on and pursued a degree in psychiatry. He's a psychiatrist today in Northeast Ohio. He's going to share more about that. But very welcome to uh, the show today, Thank you. Doctor. Thank you very much. I noticed, Wanda, that you don't have the camera on you. Is, there, is there a reason for this? <laughs> <laughs> so we're in station, and like uh, Doctor said, this is being uh, live stream. Uh, Wanda's actually videoing, and we're getting calls in, interesting enough, from... Yes coast to coast sometimes, mm -hmm. and so we absolutely. thank uh, God for the uh, reach of the audience, yeah. and this 89.1 uh, yeah, is really cool. getting yeah. out there through really social cool. media. So, to the show, we've invited uh, uh, Dr. Sang here before, and I think it was about 10 months ago you were on the show, and we wanted to have him back because... See he, how long it took to get me back? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I must yeah. not have done very well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. I'll do better this time. So, we've been talking... Uh, the past couple of weeks on spiritual warfare, we've been talking about how to take every thought captive. Uh, we've been talking about that the enemies in uh, terms of uh, the Christian faith, but even in the world in general, is, is the devil, the world, the fallen world, and our own flesh, our own carnal desires. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to have a doctor to come on and to talk to us from a psychiatric point of view, as well as this Christian point of view, of how can we have victory, particularly in our thought life. Yeah. And so to begin with, uh, doctor, I was thinking maybe you could just tell us briefly a little about your life story, uh, where you grew up. Why did you decide to become a doctor? Uh, when did you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the great physician? That's right. And decide to follow in his footsteps. And then why did you want to get into psychiatry? What led you into that whole field? And then we're going to pick up later a little about your practice today. Sure. You know, well, my you know my story begins probably with my uh, my mom and dad's uh, marriage when my mom was 15 and you know they were they were very young and it, it, was, it was scary times mm -hmm. there wasn't much money it was you know 1955 you know and you know they, they lived in a you know a very small trailer and Jager Road in Lorraine right you know and I mean frequently people were you know would kind of like try to bust in and stuff and I, you know my mother tells me of times when we were under the bed and she's got a gun and she's just holding on to me and you know, the guys and, and my father's you know been called and trying to come home quickly and so it's kind of how it was and you know she you know, her mother you know kind of provided the peace you know for many people uh, her, she lived in West Virginia and she was extremely spiritual you know mm -hmm. and people all around would come to her just sit on the front porch with her mm -hmm. you know and she'd have me in one arm and the Bible in the other I'm told that she wouldn't let me my feet hit the ground mm -hmm. You know, and she would take, like, adolescents would come who had gotten out of a fight with, you know, bloody knuckles like someone was talking about recently. And, and she just, in her, her sweet, calm mm -hmm. voice, just start talking to them and kind of, you know, hearing them, just hearing their pain, and then finding their strengths, and then, you know, looking for the hope, mm -hmm. and then aligning it with, you know, some part of the, of the, of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I grew up with that. That was... You know, that was the, the, the place of respite for mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so we were up here, but frequently we'd go 
you know, go down to West Virginia and spend the summer there. And, and so, you know, the whole family was, was extremely poor for a bunch of reasons. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, head injury and my, uh, my grandfather, my grandma's hu husband had uh, suffered a, an infection coming home from World War I. Mm. And you know he he was a great man when he went. When he came back, you know he was a mess, and that really just he, you know, spent all the family's money, and and you know didn't treat my grandmother really well. Mm. And so you know, but but you know I didn't know that at the time. Thankfully, mm -hmm. I was just kind of sitting there being a baby, getting you know getting this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know then eventually she died when I was about ten, mm -hmm. and then my mother you know said you know okay we have to go to go to Indiana where they were married, and uh, and I, we didn't know why we could just jumped in and went. Mm -hmm. And we got there and you know, the, the building they were looking for, the public you know, building had burned down. Mm. And all of a sudden my mother's crying hysterically. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, mom, <laughs> what's up? And she says, well, you're coming to an age, you're gonna realize what happened and you're gonna look for dates. And they had been married in the church like six months later. But they were married in, West, in Indiana because you can get married at 15. Well, I see, sure. And, and, I, and I, I just started crying and cried and I said, mom, Jesus loves us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, she knew where I got that from. Yeah. How so, old were you at the time? Ten. Ten. Wow. wow. That's un yeah. And so she, you know, she, uh, you know, she told me my, my grandma's story. She said, you know, you, know, you, you let me tell you more about your grandma. And so that's when she told me about you know, you know, the, some of the trauma, mm -hmm. and then you know the depression she had had. Depression. She had had, you know, three to six months stints at, at same asylums, where she would just be sitting in a chair. You know, with her long hair that she never cut, of course, biblically. You know, and uh, it was and the, it was always beautiful when she was kept. But the kids would have to go in there and just kind of see her. She's mute, depressed, not washed, yeah. hair, just stringy hair, just sitting. And you know that would go on for months. And so I was kind of just you know I'm ten years old and you know Jesus loves us. And like, how can that be? Mm -hmm. I mean, how can yeah. how can Grandma? I mean, I tried to, because she would write, be pretty graphic about how, what the experience was like. Yeah. And, you know, lots of other stuff kind of happened while they were there. You know, and, uh, you know, but, so I was left with two things. You know, number one, how did it happen? And then number two, you know, how did she heal so well? Because mm. no sign, no sign at all. I mean, she was just as, as, as beautiful and warm and kind when, when I knew her. And so, you know, shortly thereafter, my mother decided that she had to, do better than a ninth grade education, and she went back to school. Okay. And she ended up graduating from Kent with a magna cum laude with a teaching degree. Exactly. Wonderful. Oh, and along the way, she brought home her, and we got a, a subscription for Psychology Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking with this, this spiritual question of, like, okay, yeah. how can this be? And here's this magazine that says, well, here's some ideas. Okay. You know? <laughs> and so I loved it. You know, and, you know, the, you know like I, was, I was looking at some of the uh, writing on the back of uh, the pictures that you give each other as a senior, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, sharing your senior pictures, and to a very strange guy, to the nicest guy I know, to the guy who always answers my problems. I'm going, okay, you, <laughs> yes, me. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, ooh, I start. I think I started this thing early. Okay, mm -hmm. but I, you know, that was my thing. I wanted to to go to college. I wanted to know. I wanted to know. You know, I mean, I was. I mean, always you know, faithfully oriented. And I just wanted to know, how, you know, how can people feel this way? And, and then, you know, how can I help? And, and to help someone, I mean, I watched my grandmother transform people, mm -hmm. you know, quickly. It was kind of like unbelievable. They'd come and they'd be like, and mm -hmm. then they'd leave. 
you know, with, with an idea of, of a direction. Sure. And so I, I'd seen that, I'd heard what she'd gone through, and I just, how, you know, how does that work? How do you do this? And so, you know, and then literally, like I tell kids who I see uh, in my practice, um, you know, when you see one person helping another, and you just, you just gotta have that, yeah, sure. that's where you go. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what I've done. And so at first I was gonna be a, a psychologist, and then what I noticed was everyone, I started a community college here, Lorain County Community mm-hmm. College, and I noticed that everyone in one field would be kind of like putting other people down. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone was putting the medical profession down. So I said, well, let's go to the medical profession, see what they've got. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I ended up wanting to be a doctor. I was going to be a Marcus Welby. Was he, yeah. You know, and when I was Marcus Welby, I, what I saw was I, I was, you know, I was at the Cleveland Clinic, and we're, we're standing outside of a room, and where the patient was sitting in the, in the, in the, in the to, to be seen, and the, uh, you know, the, the head of the little group of cadre of people said, you know, you know, well, how many questions are you going to need to diagnose this person? And I'm sitting there going, oh, that's a pretty ugly way of talking about somebody. And so I, you know, then I realized, you know, I was good at it. I was like, uh, that's even worse. <laughs> I don't want to be good at that. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. So I made a decision to to go to. I done my internal medicine. I decided to go into psychiatry. You know, one of my mentors, a cardiologist, you know, we're looking at a, a young woman who we're going to be seeing next. You know, she's kind of crumped over to be seen and have her uh, her arrhythmia addressed. Mm-hmm. And you know, he said, "Are you sure you want to marry that?" I looked at her and I started going, yes, I do. And I want to, I want to help. I want to, you know, yes, we'll talk about arrhythmia, but I can assure you by the time I'm done, that's not the only thing we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And so that's always just kind of been my passion to, uh, you know, I, I know the body and I, I enjoy the body. I enjoy you know, the mind-body you know, stuff. Connection. Well, my, you know, my heart's to, you know, to help people to, to kind of get that directionality and to be able to pull out of whatever they're in, to be able to see clearly mm-hmm. what's going on in their lives. So you've been in psychiatry, your practice now about how many years? 29 years. And how long were you actually in, in uh, as a medical doctor, as a physician, uh, prior to that? So I was just in, I just did my <clears throat> internal medicine for the three years, and I was I was working the local ERs, you know, but I'd never really gone out into private yeah, practice. I see. You went. But you know, so as I was transitioning, I could get just kind of feel, I could feel myself, um, sh- you know, shifting by mm. the people around me who were more interested in hearts and lungs and all the same. Again, nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't following my 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 love. Your strength. And so yeah. I, that's when I, I shifted over, and I, I so I got my internal medicine uh, residency completed. And went right into psychiatry. I see. So now, as a Christian, how do you see that your your relationship in the professional field, highly technical field like psychiatry, uh, education wise, and everything else, and also your relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're bringing that to this needy person that walks into your office or when you walk into a hospital? Well, you know, I really think that every time you see, you know, really anyone, any psychiatrist at all, mm-hmm. you're 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 going to get their heart. You know, and you kind of see where their heart is. And so, I mean, each of us, we all went through therapies and we all did our, our whatever. And it was very clear that none of us would have come out of teaching the same thing or saying the same thing or, or, or espousing the same thing. And, and my heart's just always been, you know, with Jesus and to kind of like introduce people to, you know. So we, we live in a culture, this culture, most people that I'm exposed to have been exposed to Jesus. And so, you know, for me, it's just, you know, let me, let me find out where... He has touched you, uh-huh. and let me let me align the thoughts that are in him, and, and and mirror them. So like I don't, you know, what I try not to do is to, to kind of come in assuming anything. Let's see. 
So you walk in looking for where's where you, know, look, you kind of look at the person like um, you're looking for the eyes of Christ. Where has Christ touched this person? Where has this person yeah, has it been aligned? And then where are they not aligned? And then you know show them you know where they're aligned, what they really believe. And most people who are depressed, or many people who are depressed, can't hold on to the thoughts of, of, of Jesus and spirituality and stuff. And so they're 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 so torn apart. And so you're you're kind of like looking for pieces and parts of what they you know that they have heard and learned before, and you kind of pull them out, and then you start to kind of crystallize it. I see. And then and then name it. David, you here. No, I I guess one of the things Doctor saying that I'm thinking of is uh, you know I know some psychologists, and I'm thinking about how you integrate your belief system, your Christian faith into healing right and you know I'm, I'm wondering how they do it because I've known a lot of people that have stayed with their psychiatrist for years and it exactly. seems like they're just at an equilibrium for a certain period of time if they miss a session or two or a month they fall back in and I think what's very important is if if you touch on you know you you said I didn't understand how my mother healed and you know one of the things that I was talking to John about in the car is the fact of how faith can have biological impact right. to our body, just the way that the drugs and the alcohol mm. can in a negative way. And is that something, you know, obviously you're targeting that and you're trying to bring the word in to help them through that. So it's almost like a miraculous healing. It, it, it really, you know, one of the things I do, I give talks all over the place. I'm giving talks across the United States, Japan, you know, Europe. And in what what people really do want to know is is how does faith affect the brain, right. mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, through you know, in, in psychiatry, there like if initially, you know, when I was being trained, to bring your faith to your training was not really allowed. And so, like when I was first here, one of the nurses got fired for you know, reading a person out of their own Bible, because you know, oh, I know. Wow. And so we've come along, and faith has, was seen as kind of a you know, the cause mm -hmm. of pathology, you know, rather than, and, and so, and it's, 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 it's difficult to understand, you know, I think that, you know, to, like, you know, I understand that every thought can be used and, and abused, every, you know, so, you know, yes, I can think the Bible says this and use it abusively, right. and I can mm -hmm. use that abusively against myself, or I can use that abusively against others, and so that's right where I went for the neurobiology, mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was fun. I'm going pure faith, but I'm going pure biology. <laughs> okay, yeah. and bring those yeah. things together. Mm -hmm. And so, when you you know read Romans seven, you know, fifteen through twenty, I think it's the, the most beautiful, you know, confusing array that we all are in, where I don't understand what I do for what I do. I, I do what I want to do. I do not do. Yeah. You know, but what I but I do what I hate to do. Mm -hmm. And that is is true. And you know, you as he goes on and on and on, and I. I I probably you know, don't want to read the whole thing, but he is confused when he writes this. That's thing. Paul, right? That's Paul, and you know, and it's it's fun to kind of see that. So he biologically, his brain is the same as ours, mm -hmm. and so you know, when you talk about the fifth gospel, so the fifth gospel would be the land, mm -hmm. but it can also be the brain, because mm -hmm. Jesus was talking to people who were this confused, and he was trying to straighten them out. So the biology of it is that you know your subconscious mind stores everything. Okay. You know, and it's it calls for, looks for, desires organization. Mm -hmm. It produces nerve growth factors that that 
provide like a rope that peace that passes understanding sure. that feeling yeah. is your nerve growth factors coalescing in successful ways so that you know so that from your toes all the way up to about your thalamus you know your the center of your brain you know your your body is just it wants to see the world right and correctly yeah but there's this little problem you get to the thalamus, and there are two ways to get to what's called your amygdala, your emotional centers. An immediate way that has very little information, and then a longer way that correlates it all very well. Mm. Now, what, what the God's intent in that, you know, my, I believe, is that when I initially start seeing somebody, I will, in a godly way, start to prepare to see them and be with them mm -hmm. and, and kind of align myself. And then the longer circuit can then kind of have that total in himness as I present it. If I get stressed, mm -hmm. if I get, you know, if I get anything kind of like a, if I am forced to do things too quickly, if I haven't got enough sleep, if I'm not eating right, I start to respond only to the short circuit. Mm -hmm. And so I get angry more easily. I get irritable more easily more. I get more anxious. I start needing to self-soothe addictively. And so that circuit, and I get judgmental. Mm. towards myself and others and so and there's a there's that part of the brain is meant to protect us so like in flight or fight you you look away you 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 hear something behind you your brain somehow magically kind of knows it's a bear and used to start running mm -hmm. you know because you don't know care how big the bear is what color it is or whatever you just know you don't want to be lunch and so you just start running so that's kind of like the flight or fight what it's for yeah mm -hmm. but we start using that as that process we use that as the way we see the world very destructive so very destructive my question is okay in your practice if you had to identify three problems or issues people coming in today across the board what would be the three like anxiety stress what would you say the three if you could categorize that and how would you respond as a christian as a psychiatrist to those three what i would call 21st century pathologies yep you know, so the first would probably be you know you know early childhood trauma okay mm. so before the brain is you know is put together you really your brain all these circuits don't really come together like those the, the long circuit and the short circuit they run at the same time so a lot of people can believe and be looking at women in the wrong way mm -hmm. at the same time and just go why Am I doing this? You mean be a Christian, be a believer? Yeah. Okay. And and be doing that because they are two separate circuits. Okay. And you know, so, and and it's so confusing to a person. Now, and that when so when someone kind of confronts them and says, "How can you be doing that?" Right. They look in the mirror and go, "How can I be doing this?" Double-mindedness. You're right, and that, that is double-mindedness. Right. So we it's because we have two separate circuits, and they can be developed inappropriately. I see. When you get hit early, with abuse, you know, of almost any kind. And then, you know, in your teenage years, you go through reconstruction where, you know, at 10, you have double the neurons. By 25, you know, of an adult. By 25, you know, it's much more equal. So things get torn down, things get built up. And the, the, the part of the brain that kind of connects the, all that subconsciousness to your conscious mind doesn't plug into you about 25. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you wonder why kids do what they do, why right. they're kind of action-oriented, and why aren't you thinking about tomorrow? No. Right, right. The yeah, they're, they're, they're not. And so mm. when you see a child who's as smart as all get out, but kind of acting that way, you, your assumption is you're a bad person, right. you're, you're, you're doing this to me on purpose. 
And the truth is, you know, they just need that guidance. Right. Yeah. right that parental right, right. guidance to, you know, they're doing their best. They're not doing well. <laughs> they're doing their best. And then that's where you're, you're if you can have, plug the faith in them. In that stage. And, and, and it's hard to do that. So, like, like we, I said before, like when someone's depressed, to go. So, if someone comes in, you know, suicidally depressed, and they're hearing things and they're seeing pink elephants, and I go, "Do you believe in Jesus?" Mm. It doesn't work, because you know, they, if they do, it's probably distorted. I see. And so, what you have to do is kind of back way up and mm. see where their heart is, mm-hmm. and and then kind of guide them along. Walk and them. that's what a that's what a parent really kind of needs to do. And what happens to the adolescents in our churches? They're gone. They're they're MIA. They're missing in action. Right. Because it's really it is hard to kind of for them to kind of realize what faith is and, and its purpose in their lives and everything else seems to have a great big purpose, you know, and, and faith just does not. But that is that is the time, ten to about twenty five. <clears throat> so that's number one is the childhood trauma that you're dealing with. The number second, two second would be, you know, again I'm a psychiatrist, so probably biased a little bit, you know, would be um, biological inherited tendencies hmm. such as such like bipolar disorder mm-hmm. I mean bipolar disorder is the weirdest thing I mean you're you're going along you're you're, you're doing fine and then you hit you hit 10 at the beginning of that reconstruction and you change mm. you know and you know your parents are are, are awful that the, the, that smart part of the brain is is the last to kind of tie in and so to to love and care and you know someone who you love that much is not possible mm. so what you end up doing is hating them and words have come out of adolescence. They're they're talking to me because they barely know me. Right. Well, hi, Doctor Sang. How's everything? Yeah, sure, sure. La 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 la. And then their mother goes to the bathroom, and you can kind of see mom go by, and their head goes around three times. Vomit goes across the room. Yeah. And I'm going to, uh, what was that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and you know, and I try to have them to explain it, and they can't. And they they're so they're sitting there. Well, she breathed. Oh. You know, and 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 it literally, the, the, their voice changes. Everything changes, and and you don't know it. You don't see it. So to me, one of the reasons I'm a shrink is because, you know, I just think that it's just to me like it was unfair. Right. Now I'm here, I am being faithful, and I'm, I'm going to to the, to the you know, reading my Bible every morning, and then I hit 10 years old, and for some reason or another, I can't. Mm. And so literally, I've had pastors come to me with bipolar disorder, and I, I you know, I I can't hear his voice. I, I, I the next word out of my mouth, I don't know where it's going to come from, because they can't they can't feel it. Everything I treat biologically is. Uh, is a problem with conscious subconscious communication. So you know the subconscious mind you know stores everything, and when you're in him, you know you're, that's kind of like your your ability to receive all the wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, and the to mind be guided of Christ, by it. Right. Second, uh, First Corinthians chapter two talks. And you know, and when you lose that, you know, to, mm-hmm. due to an illness. So so here, if someone, you know, like a lot of times what we did it was to look who molested you, who hurt you. Right. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. And so when you see that, so for me, uh, you know, when I see that, I smile because I know what to do. Sure. <laughs> and we, we go after it. Mm-hmm. But the confusion that that causes. So if you're having panic attacks, you know, what does, when you go to a therapist, what do they do? They're, you know, the, why is this happening, whatever. And there are times when it's just, just biological. And that's, yeah. to me, that's just, just, it's just crazy making. Then the, the third is, you know, you know, real life, honest to God, trauma. Trauma. And so these are so these are things that that make you know that make finding God and following God and and uh, kind of feeling His presence, hearing His voice, hard. So if I get traumatized when I'm two, three, four, five, oh my God, oh my God, it's hard. And then when I or if I I'm going along doing really well and all of a sudden my my neurobiology changes and I can't see it, I can't touch it, 
So uh, like as an internist, if someone has a broken arm, they can see it and come to me and I can fix it. Mm -hmm. But the person doesn't even know. They're thinking that what they're thinking is right. Is real. Yeah. And, and so whatever. And then when someone who's going through a, a, a huge stressor, the, what I try to do, a person who's going through a huge stressor does the best with psychologists because they, they can pull it all together, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they can usually you can keep your faith. Mm -hmm. Use your faith to see through the you know the the mist and it's say okay this is up this is down, you know you're having a marriage you're having trouble, you know all right what have you guys tried okay fine, now you know why are you guys married what is marriage <laughs> you know, oh, all sure. that kind yeah. of stuff ground them, and and then you know have them start some spiritual practices mm -hmm. and so that 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 can kind of that works really well, so what I try to get is people who've who've gone through craziness early on or who have gone through a medical thing I want them to understand what they're going through. Because yeah. as soon as they get, oh, you know, when you were 10, you know why you started hating your mom and dad? Because, you, know, you know, this always happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about 11, 12 years old, yeah. And you said this, right? And, and then they did that. And all your friends changed, and they all oh. said the same things. And so I just start predicting. Mm -hmm. And that mean being able to predict the things that they did. I see. So yeah. that initial evaluation, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm saying, as soon as I kind of catch a flavor yeah, of the mm -hmm. way they're going, I just do, I'm just start being predictive. And that captures their attention, so exactly. then you can feed into them. You, you, know, it, it, you know, for me, I was listening to you talk about these three things, and I know we're going to discuss it today about the double-minded man, but also the real battle that we face between the body and the soul. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and for me, it's, uh, it, and, and that's why I brought up the faith and how it affects, you know, I wanted you to talk about that. I think it's so important, but I've noticed in my own life that the body side and the way I used to act before, you know, I had tons of anger, as I told you before the show, but I notice now that in a lot of cases where that would have come out, I still have it, don't get me wrong. It doesn't um, go I'm not perfect in any stretch. <laughs> I mean, it's a constant battle for me, but I notice that my sensors for those areas and those things that would drive me have been kind of uh, muted to a point where I don't see them as strong. It's kind of like somebody playing the drums. I used to play the drums. We would put a towel inside the snare and other things to kind of deaden it. Sure. So it's not as loud and crisp. That's kind of what happens now that the further I go into my walk, I'm able to put some uh, blinders on for those same sensors that turned me into a crazy person or whatever it was. And so I hope we touch on that today and well, how faith really can alter the mind that way. Well, I wanted to ask you on that question, David, yeah. and to Dr. Sang. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we're to take every thought captive. Right. To the, so I deal with people and talk with people that say, that, well, they can't control their thoughts. Or these thoughts come in, and I, I, what does it mean to take, do I have mastery over my thought life? This whole stream of consciousness, but the problem is what's in that stream? Right. You know, right. And how, right. Do I, how do I bend it and how do I control it that it glorifies God, that I have? I mean, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that we have, as believers have the mind of Christ. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean we... Our Christ, like, but we have this new, transforming mind, empowered by the Holy Spirit, enlightened yeah. by the Word of God. But I'm asking you, as a doctor, how how do you, would you train or teach people to get control of their thought life? And number two, how long does it take to develop a habit, either a good habit or yeah, a bad? I'm curious from a technical point of view. All right. <laughs> so, so a couple of things. So your subconscious, you have conscious mind, but. You know, our conscious mind, we give a lot of credence to because we are aware of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, neurobiologically, it's like a pair of glasses. You know, it is very little of you. So, like here, if I'm thinking about what is the next word that's going to come out of my mouth, yeah. 
Should I say is or was? Oh, I, see. I think yeah. I'll say was. Okay, was. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what happens. And so I, you just flow. You just go, where is it coming from? It is totally subconscious. Mm -hmm. And so subconscious mind, you know, adds up everything you've ever been through. You know, and is always serving, always looking to grow. For little, each little neuron is either grow or die. Because if, if I'm not used, I die. If, I, if I'm used, I produce new growth factor, I feel good, and I expand. And so that your thought life is your subconscious minds try to be of value. And so what you want to do is to connect that biological push with God's will. And so and it comes in like three streams. It comes in a stream of that sense of self. So you have to have a sense of self. And if, if biologically, if you don't have uh, like the mind of Christ, if you don't kind of believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. what happens is it's just kind of however you happen to feel at the moment. Sure. And so, you know, so it's very context dependent. Whatever, being a good person just ends up being extremely so. And in this situation, oh, I would do this. And in this situation, I would do that. And you think you do that, but you don't because there's really very little control of, of that subconscious stream. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do, your subconscious mind wants you to grab it. It wants you to grab hold. It needs you, it needs that pair of glasses to see clearly through. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you have faith, when you believe in Jesus, so if you believe in Jesus intellectually, okay. you know, I've read the Bible and I know, you know, you know this, this chapter and I can, it, it does you almost like no good. Mm -hmm. If anything, is, it may like, backfire on you mm -hmm. because you know you can in being reasonable you can come up with a reason to think and do anything mm -hmm. but to know that Jesus is to mm -hmm. know that God exists and to know that right now he's there and to know that my relationship to him is as his child as his you know respectful loving you know and and wanting mm -hmm. to you know follow through on his will kind of a, a child it has to be like real because your sense of self is real. Mm -hmm. So as you walk around, there is a sense of self, however variable it might be, to stabilize that, to have yeah. that mean something, be something, and then serve subconscious mind. So from a singular, ongoing, growing, dynamic, mm -hmm. you know, don't care what comes up, you know, you know you're, I have a point of view, I have a singular point of view, and, and it's personal, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, its meaning has to be greater than anything around me. Because I can't have some believe in something else around me more than it, so it has to be not of this world, and but it has to be intimately involved in everything of this world. So and that will change your brain. So when you, when you pray like that, with that kind of intensity over time, I mean literally the, the that sense of self part of the brain, it grows and it becomes much more interconnected with other parts of the brain, you know, and it you know and it begins to then like serve you. And so here it, it's it's there it's, it's always there we all have that mm -hmm. but if you if you want to do that and if you if, like if you do like six months of intense belief and then with the prayer mm -hmm. and then trying to live that out you you take a brain scan you'll see it you'll see a difference yeah. holy cow okay. well, well, doctor saying will you give us just a quick little idea of how to pray like that over those six months before I want to okay. give out the information right. yeah. on the station yeah. sure. yes. we may have somebody who wants to call in we're here interviewing uh, Dr Michael Sang. Uh, he's a Christian psychiatrist. He uh, has a practice here in Northeast Ohio and actually beyond. He's, he's spoken overseas and uh, nationwide. Very good uh, instruction, very good information oh, we're receiving this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, you can live stream us. That's www.wnzn.org. Uh, WNZN.org. Or you can call in at 440-399-3044. 3044. Back to you, David. Okay. Yeah. Could you give us just 
you know, a, a lot of people, including myself, you know, I'm learning how to pray. Right. I, you know, I, I sit with John, and I'm just in awe of how easy he's easily good. rolls off his He's time. good. Oh, he but, is. Um, <laughs> but, no, but could you give us just a few ideas of how to open a prayer up like that, you know, to God? You know, how should we go about it? And, you know, there, there is no one way. Oh, sure. You know, and, yeah. you know, and literally, if you look, do the neurobiology of it, different people do pray different ways okay. and and it will do different things to their brain yeah. and so you know, so like a person will choose one church over another mm -hmm. and what you'll you'll find is well in that kind of a church it kind of works for them and this kind of environment a stimulation mm -hmm. where the words are, are expressed uh -huh. it, it works better for them I so see. we are all carrying our, our own little drop of water of, of of, of a spiritual gift for this earth, mm. you know, and we, we need to kind of realize that and find it. So literally, you, you you find your way of praying. But I think if you begin in the morning, so as you enter the day, you'll tend to you're setting a practice. Subconscious mind is all about practice, mm. and it's about just setting up practices because you're, you're each of those little neurons. There's like, which way do you want me to grow, and mm, so you got to give it a message, and so you say, already, you know, how can I feel God more clearly today? You know, you know, as, as as like, and then you you think you actually put something on that. I see. So you know, I you know, I you know, when I get tired, I tend to kind of slip, and then my words start mm -hmm. to slip, and so I'm going to make sure I get eight hours of sleep. You know, or I when I I'm not drinking enough water. Yeah. You know, or I you know I put a cross in my pocket. You know, or you know I will you know, I look in and see the eyes of Christ. You know, and everyone yeah. I see that day, I'm going to practice seeing the eyes of Christ. When I see somebody, I'm going to see the eyes of Christ. Oh. And so you, you, you come up with a distinct, like that. That's nice. a, a distinct yeah. way. Mm -hmm. So it, it can't be, uh, you know, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be more spiritual today. It's too much fluff. So, so something for you and then something for your major relationships. So like, how can I love my wife mm -hmm. a little more? How can, I see, how can I see the child of God in her? So and, and no subconscious mind is, is five years old. Subconscious mind will be five when you're 95. Ah. Hmm. So and that and I think it's like if someone's being angry with you, if you see the ch like a five-year-old child going, you know, mm -hmm. you're seeing what's actually happening. If you if you don't see that, that makes sense now. Yeah, right. And wow. then you can just say, hey, I can see you're being angry. If you look at yourself in the mirror, right. When you try to look at yourself in the mirror, how many people say, I can't look at myself in the mirror. I can't look at. Hmm. Well, if you look and try to find an adult, you're not gonna. It's gonna be weird. But if you're looking for the little boy or little girl mm -hmm. that you're seeing. What do you know? Yeah. No, right. So, so that realness of it. I had long curly hair back then. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wanda, do you have a question? You had I some... do. Okay. I do. Dr. Singh, oh my God, there's so much. The um, one thing for all of the Christians, and there's a lot of them that's watching, um, think that when they come in about, as a non-believer and come and give their life to Christ, then poof, all the, everything is just gone. But it, it almost seems to me like when you when you're at church and you walk up to to, to give your life to Jesus, there almost need to be almost need to be prayer ministers and a professional psychiatrist there no. to, to share so that they understand. hopefully not <laughs> really yeah, I hear you so that folks folks are failing in their walk because of misunderstanding well, right. and you're giving so much understanding to show that. Here, this is your walk with God, but here, this is life, and then we're going to walk this out so <clears throat> you can be successful or at least understand 
what's going on. And you know? Let me share with you. Like I, the, have, I have plenty of marriages. Yeah. The scripture says, my people perish. Because of the lack of knowledge. And, and what you're offering us today is knowledge That's from right. a different uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. That's yes. like tools in our toolbox. Right. Absolutely. To be victorious, successful yes. Christians. With and understanding. We, and we can sometimes over-spiritualize something. When he, the doctor gives us like practical tools of like a habit formation or the fact that every thought has a certain... Yeah. Uh, emotional charge to Absolutely. it, and these can cluster good or bad. Yes, and to you your follow, question. And you to follow follow question. Yeah. To your question, I mean, uh, I cannot tell you the number of couples who come to me yeah. where, you know, someone gets lit. Mm -hmm. Someone, you know, goes and, oh, my God, they went up to the front of the church and they mm -hmm. committed their life to Christ, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, unfortunately, you have before, before that, the moment beforehand, they had all their earthly biases. Mm -hmm. And now... I am a big bad Christian, yes. mm. and yeah. I add that that paint on top of the craziness yeah. that I think, feel, yeah. and do, and and I think we all we all do that, you know. We kind of go around and kind of are a little strange for a mm -hmm. while, mm -hmm. and I think if we if we know that because you know, in, like in marriages, when that happens to one and not the other, oh my God! Yeah. So whatever conflict that we have has just been made nearly impossible. I now and know you're wrong because God Almighty tells me, wait a minute, yeah. God has not had quite enough time <laughs> to get through that one, yeah. you know. And and That's all of a sudden right. the marriage, you know, the, you know, so the, the, the other marital partner may be very happy yeah. that they've yeah. come mm -hmm. to Christ, yeah. you know, but it's like why all of a sudden, yeah. you know, is it, are, are, are we in like in a very yes. dark place Absolutely. and it will feel like there's no hope. Yeah. And so that's where the, the person who, who, who's kind of watching over needs to know, yeah, 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 but there is, <laughs> you, know? you know, and he needs to hold on. And then that couple needs to reach out yeah. because, you know, yeah. there's, there is a, a little two-step that, that, that ends an awful lot of marriages, mm -hmm. you know, where you know, someone you know, has a friend, you know, creates a new friend or whatever, and then they're, they're, the way they think is somehow validated. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're all, you know, Kind of walking wounded here. Yeah. We're all doing yeah. our best, yeah. but to come to faith and then deify your woundedness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. You, know, you deify him, you yes. know, and you let him heal your woundedness. Absolutely. But, but that, that's if, if we could somehow, if, if a counselors could address mm -hmm. that, because you know that would be like unbelievably helpful if the mm -hmm. if the ministers or whoever mm -hmm. to realize the vulnerable the vulnerable time. Yes. You know that 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 has been created, Absolutely. and the opportunity that's through the Absolutely. roof. You know, but mm. you, you know, uh, Doctor saying one of the things uh, that I know happened Absolutely. to me and and some other uh, new Christians when they started off on their walk is they it, it's extremely hard initially. It's like going through a car wash and you're not in a car. <laughs> at, least at least that's what I felt initially sure. with my mm. wife, and then you get attacked in all these areas, and I don't know if it's. If it's trying to put your brain in, in the right framework, uh, obviously the enemy starts to play with you because he doesn't want you to go down that path. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing, and you haven't talked about this yet, and I know you will, but the one thing that I was really focused on for the show, and man, was it convicting, is being created in the image of God. Going back to Genesis, you know, where we're stewards of the earth, and that also means we're stewards of our body. But to be created in the image of God, when you start to walk in your faith, the other balancing act I found is what you brought up before is the pride piece. And then you have all these voices telling you about the other person and what they're doing right and wrong, and we become 
judgment, uh, you know, driven. And so it really is tough. We haven't talked about that, but it's kind of like, you know, it's both sides of it. So just getting into your walk isn't like, you know, the final aspect. You still got to control your thoughts and not be double-minded, even as you become a Christian. Did I confuse you or? No, no, perfect. I'm just trying to think of when we started talking about prayer and how to pray and pray, and we can pray in many ways. But, you know, if you start in the morning, that works. So you start with how can I have a better relationship with God? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's one circuit in the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the interoceptive circuit or sense of self circuit. Yeah. Another circuit is the mirror neurons. And so, you know, and God is in there. You know, you know, if, you know if I have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. And so ah. if I look at how am I going to look at my wife right. today in a way and see the child of God in her? Mm. And then how am, how am, are, am I going to... You know, to have what you know, what see. God wants mm-hmm. to happen happen more today. So it's not like how am I going to help you, you poor helpless thing, mm-hmm. learn Christ's will more. Well, That's it. very unsuccessful. <laughs> that is a great way to look at it. That's a great way to look at it. So how can we? So yeah. if I want to, if I want to see another person, if I look at a person's forehead, I see their forehead, yeah. maybe a pimple or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I look into yeah. their eyes, mm-hmm. your mirror neurons turn on, and if I'm uh-huh. looking for the child mm-hmm. of God, if I'm looking for, you know, and so like you know, all created in his, in his image, if I look for, you know, the, the child inside him right. or her, yeah. I, I, that I, I am on fertile ground. And then if we are in him, if I look for the child of God in him, so now we have agreement. And that's where you want your marriage. You want your marriage so we have agreement that we accept Christ and that so that we have a common, you know, way of looking at life, at ourselves and a common goal. And the goal is not, you know, me, you know, you know, uh, it, you know, the short circuit sees things as you or me. The long circuit sees we. So the, the hmm. you know, God's way is we. God's we. way is us. And so it's, 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 it's he, he and I as a, as a we. You and I are a we. And then for the greater good. Hmm. So third circuit wow. that's, that's organizes yeah. that, you know, how, you know, so every, the next word out of my mouth, right before you say something, mm-hmm. this third circuit says, Okay, you know, is this woman you're talking to married to another person? Okay, you know, what would, the, what would their husband think? What would their father think? What would their mother think? What would their children think? As they watch over what you are about to say. And then, then the word leaves. <laughs> you know? So you put that circuit in him as well, you are cooking with gas. And then you, what just hit me as you were talking is that transformation you just outlined where the long circuit is we, and then we look for the greater good, that's probably where the faith transformation occurs biologically. Absolutely. You just walked us through that. Absolutely. That's a great way to look I mean, at literally, it. Literally, there's another part of the brain called the thalamus. We, we mentioned it. That yes. every, every perception you have lands in the thalamus before it goes up to you know, the other part of the brain, you know, the rest of the brain, except for the sense of smell. But you know, that is your perception of reality. Mm-hmm. So that is the kind of the hub of subconscious mind. And again, that changes with prayer. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you, if you scan it, you know, now, and you scan it six months from now, and you've been in him, it will shift, which, which really means is that you'll perceive reality differently mm. over time. So not only will you process it with a balance in your long short circuits, but you will actually, before, before even that happens, you'll perceive reality, you know, mm. better, more in him. Before we go on, I want you to give out any contact information, yes, Dr. Sang, if, yeah. uh, if sure. you want to. Sure. My, my website's onenessapproach.com, and I've got uh, YouTube, the same thing, onenessapproach.com, and it's all about 
in kind of instilling your faith, mm-hmm. you know, into your life. It talks uh, about you know, how to live that way, how to, you know, how to establish a prayer life, how to, you know, to think about, deal with your know, depression, anxiety, ADD. And I have a private practice here, you know, and, uh, in Sheffield Village, Ohio. Okay, great. So anyone wants to, you know, kind of come and talk or whatever and be evaluated, give me a call. And they can get you right through the website. Absolutely. I know if you, I just Google in Dr. Michael Sang, and then uh, you can pull up a lot of material. Yes, Wanda. Say that one more time, just a little bit slower. Your website. So it's, it's oneness approach. Oneness. Oh, yeah, okay. oneness. Yeah. O-N-E-N-E-S-S okay. approach. Dot com. Okay. So it's the the you try to create a, like a oneness between between you and God. That sense of Amen. that yeah, I am in Him. You know, He's He's my man. Yeah. He's 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 there. And yes, then yes, that yes. same that feeling that you create will be different mm-hmm. from the feeling I create. Mm-hmm. So as I look into your eyes and mm-hmm. really kind of form that bond with you, mm-hmm. if I'm looking for that. Yes. You know, so that that's why we're talking. Yes. So we're talking first for that, yes. and then second, you know, we, we then talk to do whatever the heck we're here to do. Yes. And yes. so we're, we're get you know there's you know and if you do it that way, you will grow with it. If you're mindful with that, if you're aware of that, if you're mm-hmm. prayerful about that, mm-hmm. you will grow. If you don't, if you're just trying to be a good person, mm-hmm. you literally won't learn as you are going. Even though you're kind of doing things, you'll slowly kind of maybe get a little bit better at things. Uh-huh. But if you are on fire and you're realizing that you're changing your insights and you're you're receiving yes. the insights, yes. you know, from the person you're talking to, yes. I mean, it's because most of subconscious communication, most communication is subconscious, about 90%. So as you're talking to me, if I'm listening, hearing for that child inside you, mm-hmm. I am drinking deeply of what God has offered you. Amen. I see. Amen. I have a question. You know, a lot of research has been done of late, like in the last 10 years, the science of happiness. In the behavioral sciences, uh, a couple books have been written on this. What what do you see, particularly as a Christian, as as well as a professionally trained psychiatrist, what are the factors that not just promote happiness, but what the Bible calls joy, which is at a deeper level? Very different. What would some of the things you would see? So, you know, if I am, so if I I am am talking with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and... Hey John, how's it going? Okay, fine. Hey, you know, so you're gonna give me fifty bucks? Great! I yeah, really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that's real short circuit stuff, totally out of balance, you know, mm. but not uncommon. So if you don't have any centering, so even if if you say you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, because I went to church last Sunday, sure. you know, and I read the Bible sometime in my life, mm-hmm. you know, then I will still really like that fifty bucks. Whereas if I'm on fire. If I'm prayed this morning and I knew I was going to meet John, and I, I thought about you know John, I thought about you know his his wife, I thought about you know your your mom, your dad, your life, what's going on, you know, and then I thought okay now how can I make that, you know, how can we make this mm-hmm. moment that we share a little bit better? Mm. Hoo hoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is your subconscious mind is is lit, and then I I connect with you and we're lit, and then we're connected to the greater good because we both have done this. The more you do this, your subconscious mind, every little cell, you know, if you if you help it, if you talk to it, if you grow with it, it produces nerve growth factor. Mm-hmm. That feels wonderful mm-hmm. and is directive. So not only is it does it feel good, but it provides, you know, godly direction for growth. Mm-hmm. And that is what every cell tell me tell me how you want to use me. Tell me the way to go and give me the juice to do it. So joy neurobiologically would be something akin to that. 
you know, just, you know, happiness is that short circuit on, you know, you're not really connected to your, your, to most of your neurons. So there's just so less of you involved in it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's, it's addictive and it creates, you know, so if I, if I do something inappropriate, if I get, take $50 from you when I really shouldn't be, if it's not really kind of like no real purpose to it, I mean, unfortunately that circuit grows. Hmm. And so I have to kind of realize, you know, I, I will grow each moment, every second, you know, and, you know, and if I, if I am aware, you know, of, of what, of who I am and whose I am and, and what this, the real purpose is, I will grow in him. And even when I'm making a mistake, I feel good. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about the 50 bucks I can get from you, but I think, Michael, you said you wouldn't do that, <laughs> whatever. So even, even a negative thought ends up being a positive thought because it's a chance for me to, to clean my you know, clean my brain out a little bit. Yeah. Or clean the circuitry, almost exactly. like uh, right, so a, deep, deep, ragged, a, yeah. a deep joy. Yes. You know, because of a of a of, a, of a watching your thoughts and kind of seeing where it goes. So watching your thoughts, you, you know, you need not to be judging your thoughts. They are what they are. They happen. You know, but you know, you and you and God watch them, and and, and like a garden, you take the rocks out, you know, plant them a little bit better, a little bit more rose, and then be aware of them. Mm-hmm. So again, trying to say that oh I can't do that I I would never do that is a very ineffective way of beating anything. Saying, I do do that I am a sinner I do think like this oh my God isn't it interesting <laughs> we, we can watch our thoughts sure. I mean when you think about we're body soul and even in a dream we're observing self you know from a psychiatric right. that that is a very interesting dynamic you know going on where. You know, where it says about the prodigal son in Luke chapter, and he came to himself, mm-hmm. which prompts the question, well, where was he before that? Yeah. You know, but when we have that capacity to step back and to observe self and observe mm-hmm. our stream of thoughts, address that a little bit, and then we can observe that, well, that's negative or that's not good, or I can start taking these thoughts captive or right. injecting better thoughts, think on these things, whatever's pure, so whatever's noble. We have the capacity to do that. You know, but you know, you know, the the brain being uh, kind of economically minded, you know, they, they call it meta you know, meta programming, where you know, there's a part of your brain where I can just go along and not be recording anything, like autopilot. Autopilot, exactly, mm-hmm. and, and where a lot, I think a lot of us live, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes work. Sure does. Mm. To to push that, literally, there's this, you know, there's a thing called an insula. You got to push it forward to watch your thoughts as you're thinking. And so that's what your prayer life can give you. And then, you know, it's like a, you know someone who's just meditating can can do that. And so they, and they will they will end up being able to watch their thoughts. But if it's a prayer, if it's in Him, it's you watching your thoughts with a purpose. Well, I see. That's the key. You know, okay. with a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and that and the, the purpose get just a to be a good person literally is so empty. That it, it it it's and it's so dependent and it and it comes at so many different directions it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Whereas if you have this, you know, God is with me, Jesus is around me, mm-hmm. you know, and and He's around the person I'm talking to, mm-hmm. and so as I'm talking to you, I see, either see the eyes of Christ mm-hmm. or I see Jesus putting His arms around you and around me and saying, yeah. you know, Michael, please, the next word should be, you know, uh, <laughs> and then the tone of it is right, but and then you you can tell the subconscious mind controls. The tone, the rhythm, mm-hmm. so you can tell when someone is in him or not. And the more in him you are, the more you can do that. Is, is mm. that the juice you were talking about? Oh yeah. Is the more <laughs> so, and, and that's <laughs> you know that, that's one of the things that's been clear to me is this: this is hard work, man. 
This is hard work is. to do the weave from the eye to the weave. Oh, yeah. It's hard work, especially as you said, there's so many worldly factors that get in the way. You didn't sleep well, you haven't eaten well, there's something going on in your house. Oh, it good. is hard to go from the eye to the weave. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the only way I see to that promised land, you know, is that fruitful ground is to stay in the word and surround yourself with the right people. That's critical. Well, the one, community uh, is that, critical. That is yeah. so it important. Is. One of the things we've been talking about, and I never knew about this, is the armor of God. We've been talking about it the last few shows. And I was looking at this, you know, the Roman group when they had their armor on. You know, if you had one soldier and he put his shield up by himself, the enemy's taking that, you know, he's going to have a, a heyday with him. But it's when it's when they come together and set up that st testudo, they called it, where there's a ceiling, there's sidewalls, and there's the front. That's why you need other people. And John has impressed upon me that you got to find those other people. Mm -hmm. and, and I urge everybody that's listening, you mm -hmm. can't do this walk alone, you, you know, Dr. Well, Snake. The, the, another another truth as far as uh, as from a difficulty standpoint you know to he was given much much as expected Absolutely. you know the 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 problem that we have is in neuro, from a neurobiological standpoint if i have a strength i have more neurons involved in in modulating that thing yeah. it needs more guidance it needs more attention because you know it is going to pull it's, mm. it's going to call mm. you know you're smart tell everyone the answer you know the answer you know mm. all the answers mm. no one else needs to even talk mm. you know mm -hmm. and, oh, and and every strength is like that and so mm. you know but when you're you're using it in him mm. then you get the wisdom yeah. and I so gotcha. and then you really grow. Oh, that's an important point boy yeah. is it wow so so you know and that uh, you know one of the issues that i ran into is you know I just had this built-in faith, you know, given, handed to me on a silver platter mm -hmm. by my yeah. grandma. Sure. You know, and so the need to reach out was not great. At least it didn't feel like it because it doesn't feel like it because, hey, I've already got it. <laughs> and that ran me into some trouble, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, so that, you know, had, you know, looking back and, and I look for that strength, I know, in, in people who you know, very early on, the PKs, Pre you know, preacher's kids, mm -hmm. they may have this you know, hand to them a silver platter, you know, but, you know, we know the trials and tribulations that, that they go through. And, you know, they have to, they must, because of that. So if someone's 12 years old, a little girl's 12 years old and looks 22, she has got to get some support in that, or she's going to think she's ugly by the time she's 12. That person who is spiritual, very spiritual, early on handed to it before they can really handle it, you know, when they go through this, if they don't have that support, they're going to be totally lost because they're going to be thinking they're right. About mm -hmm. that, like an early Christian, mm -hmm. they're going to think they're right, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, because they've been mostly right most of their life with most people, but where they're going to be blind as a bat yeah. when they're not. You know, it's a good it, point. I just want to, before yeah. we close, because yeah. we only have a couple of minutes, yes. once again, we've been very happy to have our good yes. friend Dr. Absolutely. Michael Sang on the show this morning. We hope to have you on if you will, sure. in yeah. the future, Absolutely. because this is really valuable material. How about, how about once a week? Yeah, Dr. Sanction. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there hurting. Before we close, Doctor, I want you to, what can you say to them? You know, I mean, you know, they're listening. you got people with doubt. you got people with broken relationships. 
what do you can you say? I mean, it's such a short period of time, but there's hope. You know, I want people to know that there's hope, and Absolutely. and that that Jesus says, whomsoever is 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 heavy laden and burdened down, come unto me. You know, and I will yeah. give you rest. Yeah. What do you say? I, what I would say, my my experience has been when I was you know very early in the practice, you know, someone would come in and they would feel a certain thing, or they had done something you know, that wasn't so very pleasant. You know, and, you know, and I would be maybe a little more judgmental than I should be, I see. you know, but as the years have gone by, when I hear the whole story, yeah. oh, okay, got it. <sighs> let's get to work. I see. Let, let's do it. There's so hope. no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how you thought, no matter, you know, no matter the senselessness that apparently is going on around you. You know, there. Are, you know, when you reach out, you need to reach out in that kind of a thing because you know you don't have the internal insights. Just like I did not have the internal insights, and I needed to reach out. You know, you need to reach out and let someone shine. You know, that light on you know your issues. And if the first person doesn't really kind of do it for you, go to the second, go to a third, go to a fourth, because there. I have not in 30 years seen anything that didn't. In the end, when I heard the whole story, ah. Mm -hmm. uh, and now let's pick up the pieces. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's find your strengths, not your weaknesses. Let's find your strengths, and then let's build some wisdom because though you know that's where you're going to find your juice. You were put here for a reason. You were created for a reason, and that reason is is for good. You need to build wisdom around it, and you can. Mm. Very good. Amen. Good Any closing thoughts, Wanda and or David? Good stuff. Good and, stuff. Uh, yeah. We really really <laughs> appreciate having you on today, Doctor. And again. Anybody that wants to call uh, and get in touch with uh, Dr. Sang, you can go to his website, um, and you could this 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 show has also been taped, yes. and so you can go. It's actually on, yes. on Facebook, WNZN.org Facebook, or you can go to John1421.com. Uh, uh, that's all my stuff, but I also put the show on here, so that's all available right. too. So thank you. Yeah. So, uh, again, Doctor, thank you for coming on, on board this morning, and thank you for these uh, uh, free uh, yeah. consultations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you send us a bill. We continue the show in a private So, thank you very much. And I just, uh, would you like to close in a word of prayer for our yeah. listeners? We really appreciate that. Thank you, Father, for this time that you've provided for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for in magical ways. You know, spreading your, your will throughout the entire earth. Mm. And thank you, Jesus, for you know, the daily instruction you provide us you know, to help us to, to know you and to love you and to follow your way. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Great weekend. Thank you, Wanda. Thank Absolutely. you, Doctor. Thank you.